So what's it going to take for you to succeed in business? That's probably the question a lot of you are asking. If you are, we've got the answers for you in today's lineup of our top 10 things that I would do if I were starting all over in 2021, going into 2022 for brand new business. Now, I'm not going to be looking at this from the perspective of me being a second generation entrepreneur or none of the backdrop. If I was starting from scratch, what would I do? Okay. And what would I do to set myself up for success is the main question. So grab your pen, grab your paper, get ready because class is about to be in session as soon as we return from paying some bills after these messages. Hello and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. My name is Mayo Vest and I'm a business consultant and coach as well as the founder of the Blitz Business Development Academy. This is a show that provides guidance, resources, and access to best practices to help you advertise, manage, and build geometric profits. From freelancers and home-based business owners to startups and storefronts, you will learn how to start small as you think and grow big. The Blitz Local Deals Club is a free membership-based app and service that offers consumers the ability to find the best deals, coupons, and savings available in their neighborhoods. This exclusive free membership connects you to the best offers from local pizza and sandwich shops, bars, restaurants, stores, and service-based businesses. Members will even gain access to rewards and loyalty programs, making this the ultimate money savings app on the planet. And the best part is, not only can consumers take advantage of the best deals and discounts, but also help support their local businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is all made possible at the click of a button. So, become a free member and get access to your local deals today. Okay, and we are back for today's topic of what is it that you need to do to be successful in your new business for 2021 and 2022 and beyond, actually. So, folks, the very first thing that I would do if I was starting all over is that I would prepare the people, number one, prepare the people that are around you for the journey. Prepare those folks for what you are about to embark upon. Because if you have a family, if you are single and have close friends or people that you basically see on a regular basis, your life is about to change. And what you don't want to do is not prepare these folks in your most immediate circle for what you are about to start embarking upon. Because it's going to require time, energy, effort, consistently and you're going to have to pull yourself away from things that normally may involve them. You're going to have to be able to say no to some things that they're going to forget sometimes that you have said you are going to be working on your business. So it needs to be a situation to where you involve them with the journey Okay, and there's a reason why I'm using that type of terminology by saying journey. Okay, because this is not just about making money. All right, and the money sometimes will take a while for it to come. So, to look at this as a journey means that it's going to be a lot of things involved from your learning curve to new experiences to new problems and new challenges 
to new types of situations involving more people in your life. Okay, you're going to be networking, you're going to be doing things that you may have never done before. So this is going to be new, not just for you, but for the people around you. So you want to start getting them acclimated to the changes that are coming and some of the requirements that it's going to place on not just your life, but on their life as well. Okay. Um, so you want to be clear about what your why is of doing this business, because it can, if you're not careful, it can take a toll on the people that are around you. It's only fair to them to prepare them for what you are about to do. And you also want to let them know, of course, you know, why you're doing this. And you definitely want to have a strong why. And I hope that whatever you're doing as a business is backed by some type of a passion for something that you want to do. Because that will matter to them as well. Okay? So, make sure that you help prepare them for the journey that you're going on. And before I move on to number two, I do want to say that, you know, you may or may not be in a relationship and you may not have an immediate family that you have to consider, but regardless of whether or not you have immediate family, or if it's just you, you want to make sure that the people that are in your closest circle really know what's going on. Because trust me when I tell you, um, this is going to be a challenge, all right? And it's going to be a challenge for you and all that are involved. Okay, so that brings us to number two. Plan your times to work your business, okay, and stick to it. Plan your times to work your business and stick to it. You do not want to be wishy-washy, okay, with this whole thing about you doing a business, okay? Do not do this. A lot of folks make the mistake of treating their business like a hobby, all right? When you treat your business like a hobby, not only do you not receive the progress or you don't actually move the needle in terms of your success forward, you know, the picking up and setting it down and picking up and setting it down serves nobody and really it wastes your time. And the family members, if you have them, that are trying to support you. Okay, so you have to understand something too. And this is something that I don't hear a lot of folks talking about. When you're on this journey, which makes us back to one, when you're on this journey, people are always going to be watching you guys. They're going to be always paying attention to what you do. And your actions, your passion, your consistency, your endurance is what they're going to be using to judge not only the validity of your business, but the sincerity that you have about what it is that you're saying that you want to do, all right? And that brings us into the third thing that I would tell you to do, which is this. Number three, always, always show up for yourself. Folks, listen, some of you I know are on this journey by yourselves and you don't have anyone around you. Or you have people around you that may not believe in your vision, may not believe in your idea, or they may not honestly believe in you. However, just because they don't believe in your vision, your idea, maybe not your talent or your skill set or you, doesn't mean 
that that's how you treat you. Because I can tell you right now that people will only take you as serious as you take yourself. So you want to always, always, okay, show up for you. If you're noticing that everything that I've told you so far from the first thing to the third is building upon itself, okay? These things are all connected, all right? You preparing your family, okay, and getting them ready for the journey, you setting out a structure and framework as it relates to the time you're going to spend, and then you taking the time work and the framework that you laid out to your family to help you support you taking that serious. If you don't take it serious, then neither can they or should they or will they. So it's important that no matter what, folks, you always get in the habit of showing up for yourself. That brings us into this. This is not the fourth. This is still the third. You want to do what you say you are going to do. Do what you say you're going to do. Now that brings us into the fourth, which is respect and highly value your time. You see, if you don't respect and highly value your time, again, you are not properly training and you are not properly setting the example to your family or your friends or those in your circle. You're not properly setting their expectations or you're not properly pretty much giving the example of backing yourself up because you are not respecting your own time. So, how do you respect your time? Okay, well, here's how. When you set that time and those days for you to work in your business, that means you're going to actually have to sometimes, believe it or not, turn down the things that even you want to do during those times with those family members and with those friends. That's right. So, if Monday Night Football or whatever is going on in your world, a reality show plays. You might love that reality show. But if the only time during the week that you can allocate to work on your business is on Sunday night or Monday night or doing whatever that showtime is, hey, it is what it is, folks. You have to be disciplined and more important, you have to have the respect of yourself and your business to show up for it even when it's not easy and even when it's not convenient for you or those around you, all right? So you're going to have to sometimes say no to Monday Night Football or no to the Saturday night show that you like to watch every week because that's your time. That is how you build respect from those that are watching you because trust me when I tell you, the very people that's trying to tell you, hey, you know what? You can take a break tonight. It's just one night. They're the same people, believe it or not, that are watching you and looking and trying to determine whether or not you're taking what you said you wanted to do as serious as you said you were going to be about doing it. And I'm telling you, once you start to do that on a consistent basis, even those people who did not take you serious at first who doubted whether or not you had what it took to pull the vision off, 
if they don't do anything else, they'll begin to respect that you take yourself serious enough that you have created boundaries and they'll start respecting your boundaries too. But this is something that you have to do and you have to pretty much earn, all right? You have to kind of earn these things from other people because they don't owe you anything. Remember that. They don't owe you anything. They don't have to support you. They don't have to believe in your journey. And some of them won't. And some of them may be vocal about it. But what you can do is demand respect. And that's based off of how you respect your time and your value and how often and consistently you show up for yourself. So again, folks, these all things, they they build on each other. They all build upon the last thing. So now let's move on to number five. Work towards mastering the ability to sell and close. So this is a different sort of section of the 10 things that I would do. The first was a little bit more social and dealing to your personal life. This is having to do with your skill set. So mastering sales. Folks, I can't tell you how important this is. And I'm probably not going to stop talking about this. And you'll probably see me talk about this in other shows as well. Because... Of all of the skills that you develop for your business and in your business, sales is the number one skill, even beyond the business itself that you are in. By that, I mean, even beyond the business that you're in, as it relates to, I don't care if you're creating a a dog walking app, folks, the number one skill you must have beyond creating that app is the ability to sell it, all right? Do not shy away from learning and mastering sales. I, I don't think people talk about this enough. I, this is a pet peeve of mine. And I know that a lot of people like to say, well, listen, sales isn't for everybody. Okay, sure, I'll buy that. Sales isn't for everybody that doesn't have a business. <laughs> if you have a business Listen, I'm not saying that you will be a master. I'm not saying that you'll even be great at it. I'm saying work at becoming great at it. Do not simply dismiss sales as a skill that you should not be trying to get better at because you don't already know how to do it. Okay. Or because you don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. All right. I warned you guys about me. I don't sugarcoat. You have to learn how to sell, folks. If you don't know how to sell your own product, how are you expecting anybody else to want to buy it? So, listen, these are things you can definitely do. There are tons and tons of resources that you can tap into free and paid to learn how to sell. All right? Now, I even have a sales course that you could actually invest in if you wanted to. But even if you're not using my course, even if you're going on YouTube to find something for free, I cannot stress this enough. Folks, develop the ability to sell. You're going to hear me say that more than once, okay? But I won't get on my little soapbox today about it because we got too much more to cover. So here's the next thing. This is a next uh, big one for me, which is, folks, success leaves clues. And what I mean by this is pay attention to businesses and business owners 
more particularly business owners in industries that are either in your industry or relative to your industry. And in some cases, just studying business owners in general is always a good thing. But you want to pay attention starting off with the people that are in your industry that have succeeded. Okay, past and present. Now, it's good to look at the past to see what strategies that they use because a lot of stuff that worked in the past, some of it will work in this present time. So you definitely want to look at the past and look at these businesses and why they were successful. And the reason why I labeled this success leaves clues because it's true. The clues that these folks have left behind will probably be apropos to you now. So I don't want you to just get enamored by the industry leaders and the fact that they are successful, I want you to not only look at that, but examine it. I want you to understand why they are successful. What makes them successful? How did they overcome adversity? Some of them folks have backstories that are probably more difficult than yours. You know, everybody thinks they've got it bad until you find a guy or gal who's got it worse than you. Okay. So, That'll be very useful for you because when you brush up against some type of challenge in your business and they're coming, okay, you're going to be looking for ways to overcome it. And sometimes it won't be necessarily that you don't have the, I would say, cognitive ability to be able to solve the problem. Sometimes you don't have the emotional capacity to deal with the problem and you need to gain some perspective by looking at someone who've been in your shoes before, possibly in the same industry and had to overcome a problem that's even different and even maybe similar to what you are dealing with. So you're going to want to really, really start doing that. I'm telling you that will help you so, 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 so much to really be able to look at someone who you respect and see what they've done and see how they had to overcome the adversities in their life in order to succeed. It'll give you perspective and it'll help you in those rough times. And it'll give you ideas as to what you can do right now to overcome your situations. Sometimes the application of what you're learning from them may be something you can use directly. So you're going to want to do that. It's going to make you more knowledgeable, more confident, in some of the choices that you're making, as well as in how you are moving as a professional, soon to be expert in your business. That moves us to number seven, all right, which is, this is big guys, and this is the last portion of this part of today's training, which is getting a coach. Folks, get a business coach, consultant, or mentor if you can't afford a coach or consultant. This is huge. If I were to start all over now, you know, I've got to say that of everything I've listed, all of it's important that you do. But from the perspective of what has brought the most value to my business, it would would be getting help, getting a consultant, getting someone who's already walked the walk that I am trying to walk now. I cannot tell you how much I've learned from the failures of the business owners that I respect. And a couple of those owners are my parents. 
I look a lot at the mistakes that they made on their journey. They taught me a lot, even when they weren't teaching me. And the closest thing you'll be able to get to that for yourself, if you don't have that type of a situation where you grew up or are surrounded by entrepreneurs, is to get someone who already understands what you are doing. Now, with that said, okay, I personally believe as a consultant and coach myself, as a business coach and consultant, we are all not created equally, okay? There are different consultants that specialize in different areas. What I'm going to give you in the last few um, suggestions here is just about two things that I highly recommend that you look for if you're going to try to find a coach or consultant. All right. But before I move on to that, I really do want to stress the importance and the need for this. I see a lot of business owners fail um, because not because they don't have the money, not because they're not intelligent, not because they don't have a good business idea, but because the one thing that they lack and that a lot of folks lack today is not information. All right. And in a lot of cases, not even resources. It's wisdom. People are in a strong, strong deficit of wisdom when it comes to business, not information. We can get information at the flick of a wrist. There's nothing to get information at this point. But it's extremely difficult sometimes to get access to wisdom. And if it requires that you pay for it, listen when I tell you that the money and time and heartache and pain that a business coach or consultant that's good at what they do can save you, trust me when I tell you they will be worth their weight in gold. All right? They will be worth their weight in gold because they can help you to avoid pitfalls that number one, you can't see because it's always difficult for any of us to see the picture when we're in the frame. All right. So there's a vantage point that you don't have because you don't have the experience or the skills to know how to navigate certain waters. A good consultant or coach can see the damage you're about to do your to your business by the decision that you're about to make or are already making, they can help you get out of that situation or avoid the pitfall altogether. Folks, that's not only going to save you money and time. That very thing is going to actually help you make more money. So I cannot tell you how important this is. And just to give you an example, how this is so important. Think about it. There is no sport, no sport, even for the most talented people on the face of this planet to to where they don't have a coach. Think about it. The people who we love and that we admire past and present have all usually had great coaches. Okay. Think about it. Wherever not we're talking about LeBron or wherever not we're talking about Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. All of these folks have had great 
great coaches. They have people that are specifically hired to watch them because even as good as they are, they cannot see everything because they are inside their own picture, right? And it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. But that's why they've got a coach, all right? So business, guys, business is no different. If you can, please invest in a coach or a consultant to help you on this journey. And the other thing about that, last thing I'll say here, is that this will also be important to you as well because when your family sees that you're taking this so serious, that you're getting that type of help, you're investing your hard-earned money in getting someone professional to come and help you with what you're doing, folks, trust me, remember what I told you, they are always watching you. And every little thing that you do to better yourself helps them see you and take you more seriously, all right? Because this is another version of you showing up for yourself, all right? So this is so, so important. Now, I am going to request that if you are looking for a coach and you have the money to pay for a consultant um, or a mentor, I do want to add mentor in there because you may not be able to afford either of those where you are right now. That's fine. Find a mentor, folks. There are a lot of people that will love to teach you and help you for free. At the same time, guys, listen, you pay for what you get. It's a little bit of a different situation when you're investing in someone that's passionate about holding you accountable. Investing in someone that will hold you accountable, that's passionate about you succeeding, it's awesome because because you're paying them, they're going to be there at the time they said they're going to be there. When you're working with people and they're mentoring you, you got to understand you're going to be at the mercy of their time and their schedule. So if you've got the money to invest, please, 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 by all means, invest that money. It'll be worth it. Okay. Now try to find a coach or consultant verse with an understanding of the implications of the fourth industrial revolution. What is the fourth industrial revolution where we are in it right now? And the reason why this is important, and you should look for this into a coach or consultant that you are considering to work with. If you're going to invest your money, I'm saying that because Folks, times have changed dramatically. Business is no longer just business anymore. It's business that's made up of technology now. Technology has been infused and integrated and incorporated in literally about every part of our life. There are businesses that are of the third industrial revolution to where this technology was not necessary. It wasn't as incorporated as it is now. It's important, as far as I'm concerned, for you to have someone who's helping you, who understands the implications of what's happening right now. Technology is changing everything. And you need a consultant that has some type of understanding as how and what and where and who the players are that are affecting business and where that's actually going. And you, this is important because of what I'm about to go into next, which is number nine. 
a plus or a business consultant that you're considering or coach is someone with an understanding of blue ocean and red ocean companies. This is huge. You'd be surprised. A lot of folks may not know what a blue ocean company is and you may not know. So I'll school you really quickly on what a blue ocean company is. So what's a blue ocean company? Okay, so Blue Ocean is an entrepreneurship industry term created in 2005 to describe a new market with little competition or barriers standing in the way of innovators. The term refers to the vast quote-unquote empty ocean of market options and opportunities that occur when a new or unknown industry or innovation appears. Red Ocean Companies In an established industry, companies compete with each other for every piece of available market share. The competition is often so intense that some firms cannot sustain themselves. This type of industry describes a red ocean, representing a saturated market bloodied by competition. By example would be, let's say, Uber, okay? What Uber did was that Uber took the whole taxi driving industry and turn it on his head by doing some very, very key things. Number one, they got rid of the need for all of the overhead, meaning they don't own, or they didn't at the time when they first started, they didn't invest in any cars. All right. They have their logo. They have their app. And what they really are is a software based company who's, taking you know ride share and monetize it but using the vehicles the insurance of other people all right so the people that are working for them they pay for their own gas they pay for their own maintenance what uber does is basically give them the traffic all right and gives them the ability to make money through their app but that completely kills the game for a traditional red ocean company like a taxi company because a taxi company works the exact opposite way they have to keep the maintenance up for the cars they have to keep up with you know the logo it's just a whole bunch of expense that they have to incur and it slows them down too because see they can't grow infinitely one of the inherent traits of a blue ocean company is that they tend to have the ability to scale and growth infinitely because they are web-based and there's just no limit really as to how many people that they can bring on to use their app all right which is the exact opposite for a regular traditional taxi company because they can only grow in so much as they can afford more cars. So they're never going to be able to grow as fast or robust as someone like Uber. And a lot of taxi companies are going out of business because rideshare has been turned on its head by blue ocean companies like Uber, you know, like Lyft and so forth. So that's a different type of business model than traditional third industrial based business models of the past. This is why I go back to what I said in number eight, which is you want someone who understands a little bit of this technology. I'm not saying they have to be an expert or a coder. 
It's not that. They need to have a high-level understanding of how these technologies are shaping industries and what tools, you know, what resources, what are the new tricks and best practices that are going on so that they can help you in designing a company that will be here tomorrow and not just today. You see, I don't want you to build a business of yesterday. I want you to build a business for tomorrow and the future and beyond. In order to do that, Folks, you need sharp people around you that can keep you up to date with what's going on and influence some of your ideas with some technical basis and with some logistics so that you can understand how to build your company and what elements you're going to want to need to incorporate to execute a blue ocean type of company. All right. So that's a huge, huge thing. But listen, look for it, folks. Even if it's a mentor, look for those qualities. Now that brings us to number 10. Number 10 is this. Please, please be coachable. Folks, I cannot stress this one enough. Be coachable. Do not come to your coach. If you find one, if you go through the work and the rigmarole of trying to get a good coach and you finally get one, don't hire someone that you don't trust. But if you trust them, then trust them. And what that means is trust them beyond your own understanding of things. Okay? If you cannot trust them beyond what you already think or believe or understand, then do not work with them. Find someone else because if you don't, you are going to become a headache to them and they're not going to be able to help you as much as they would probably like and love to help you. Listen, folks. A lot of coaches, maybe not all, and a lot of consultants as well, they love what they do. And they only succeed when you succeed. They only thrive when you are winning. They want you to win. However, I can't tell you how many times I've seen clients get in their own way because they think or they believe something that they have not even experienced of their own, you know, volition. They have not done these things themselves. And there's some things that a good consultant or coach can see that you cannot. That's what you pay them for. But you're going to need to trust them to get you over the finish line. And sometimes you're not going to always understand why they're doing some of the things that they're doing or why they're guiding you the way they're guiding you. And the reality is you're not always supposed to see and understand that. Because if you could do that, you'd have no need for them. They are there to get you where you're trying to go. So it's going to mean sometimes they're going to push you. Yes, beyond your comfort zones. Do not search for easy in everything that you do. Don't look for the person that's just going to blow smoke up your butt and make you feel good every day. A good consultant or coach will always tell you the truth, no matter whether or not you want to hear it or you do not. Now, they may use discernment and good timing, and you know, decide that maybe today is not the day to tell you, but trust and believe in our next meeting, you're going to probably hear what needs to be said if the person really cares about you and your success, right? 
So do not be a bad client, folks. I, I can't tell you, we, as coaches and consultants, trust me, we talk, okay? We talk about how difficult it is to work with folks and how much of a detriment they are to their own growth because they simply don't want to listen to what it is they hired us to do. You know, so I won't harbor on that anymore, but I will say for your own sake, okay, be coachable. You're there to learn from these folks. You're there to let them help you help yourself and guide you to where you need to go and what you need to do to be successful. So with that said, guys, that wraps up today's show. I hope, I pray that you guys got something from this and you learn what you need to do in order to be successful. So until our next show, please take care. God bless. And I'll see you on the other side. Bye-bye.